Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. For those of you tuning in on our YouTube channel, welcome to our new set. We heard your comments and would love to give you the opportunity to see more of our faces. Today's episode, we're going to talk about expectations. We all have them. We place them on ourselves and others, and they definitely impact all of our experiences. We all tend to have a different idea of what an expectation is or whether or not we are meant to meet the expectations of others when so often we don't actually realize or set time aside to have expectations of ourselves or to even begin to separate the expectations that we're chasing after trying to fulfill for another or that we're expecting another to fulfill for us, if those are actually even aligned with our authentic selves, with our own needs, or are we actually just subconsciously really self-betraying and self-sabotaging to go essentially people-please in a way. So people-pleasing very sneakily can be inserted into this idea of expectation. So we want to dive in and really just unpack that and have a conversation about what expectations are since they come up so often in conversation. I think what you're talking about, Jenna, is really the reality that some of us might not even be aware that we're placing expectations on ourselves or on someone else because it's it's become our second nature, especially for those people pleasers out there. Like, I know I still have moments myself. I, for a very long time, wasn't even aware what I was doing, that I was carrying an expectation into more or less all of my experiences, definitely within my relationships. And it was impacting how I feel because what happens when we have an expectation or really just an idea of how we want some, something to go, how we imagine someone will respond, when that doesn't happen, we have a, a compounded emotional experience in some ways. We feel about whatever's happened or not happened in our environment, in our experience. And then we have, a lot of us, an overlay of frustration or of disappointment because, again, we were expecting something to be other than how it was. That part that you just said is so important because we do this as a society so often that really leaves us in turmoil. And that is expecting or wanting reality to be different than what it is or expecting something to be different. This should be different. This should have happened that way. Instead of really just radically accepting the fact that reality is what it is. Is. We have what we have in front of us. It actually isn't meant to be any other way because it's not that way. One of the most freeing understandings really of expectation is having the expectation that things should be exactly as they are. If I expect to accept reality exactly as it is, then I'm actually kind of setting myself up to be able to accomplish anything or to tackle anything. And I realize that may sound far-fetched to some people, or, you know, a lot of us don't think that anything is possible and we immediately put these limits on ourselves. And even that I would look at a little bit further. Where do those limits come from? What are your expectations of yourself? Because you're not going to create these incredible extravagant things or even just 
the life that you want, even if that doesn't involve some, you know, crazy starting of a business, just the creation of a life that is authentic to you, of a life that you choose, of the relationships that you choose. Do you have an expectation of yourself that you're going to create that for yourself? Or do you already have this subconscious belief and expectation that that's not for you, that you can't attain that. You can't have that life. You can't have that happiness. So before we go into, right, the step of accepting it, if we want to get really practical here, um, I could go ahead to say that the first step, I think what I'm hearing you beautifully articulate is, is witnessing, is seeing all of those moments where we are placing an expectation on ourselves, maybe a limitation on ourselves or on someone else. And that word should that you used, I think for those of you listening, is a really great marker. I'm sure probably a lot of you are shaking your head in resonance because you can probably hear the litany of shoulds. I should be doing something different than I am. I should be feeling some way different than I am. I should definitely not think the things that are going through my mind. And those are really great markers of, of an expectation at play, of this idea, like you're saying, that things be somehow different, that I be different that my environment be different, that my relationships be different than how they are. Before we can lean into that acceptance, I think it's really important to view that misalignment and that belief around the shoulds. I think the shoulds, as we're calling them, are that murky territory where a lot of us feel stuck or we feel stagnant and we don't move forward. And in just sitting and reflecting about this myself, I I believe that we have this mythical idea that we're supposed to jump from A to B and suddenly just miraculously land in B, land in our goals, land in this life that we want with nothing in between. And the in-between is reality. It is what is. There are challenges. There are weaknesses that we all have. There are obstacles. There are struggles in life that Every single one of us faces in different magnitudes, in different ways. They all show up for us. And as a society, it seems that there is just this overarching understanding or expectation that we sort of just fly over those things. We fly over the struggles. We fly over the obstacles. We sweep them under the rug and we just get to this fantasy land on the other side. When in reality, that in between those obstacles, those challenges, those weaknesses, those are actually healthy things for us to expect. It's in the depths of those things, in the contrast, in that struggle of those moments that we then learn. We learn how to use community. We learn what didn't work and maybe where we need someone else's expertise, or we reroute and realize that that path served its time and that wasn't the path for us. Each of those are, all of that is data. Every, every struggle we have is just information and feedback for us. That's essential for us to get to the next space. So even just in this conversation for myself, I've started thinking, well, this is a really, for me, a helpful outlook to say, okay, I do expect those things. Instead of flying over all the challenges, which isn't reality, that's me focusing more on, oh, it should be different. Well, then I'm in turmoil and my feet are glued to the ground because I can't budge. When I actually accept reality, have the expectation that there is struggle, and then I face it head on, I'm able to explore and expand 
also having a deep expectation of myself that I'm going to get over that middle section. I am going to face it head on. I am going to come up with some resolve or go a different route and move forward to that next phase. Now, as always, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that this is, of course, a process, right? We can sit here and you can be listening and hear these words, you know, oh, should, shoulds aren't helpful, learn how to be with what is. And it's really important to remind all of you listening that that in and of itself is a process. That means coming to conscious awareness, all of those moments where you're putting your expectation on yourself, where you're living that stuckness or that misalignment between what I think should be and what is actually here in the moment. It's actually an embodiment practice, like you and I often talk about, of learning how to be in the moment with ourselves, how, how to be connected to whatever it is that is alive or real for us in that moment in time. And as we go on that journey for ourselves, which of course is a journey, the better, the more able we are to offer ourselves that acceptance, removing those expectations, then we can begin to extend that outward to then see all of the moments where we're putting expectations on someone else or on a relationship on them thinking or doing or feeling something different than they are in those moments, and then working that same process to expand and give yourself the opportunity to be truly present to what is available or what is present in someone else, as opposed to, again, becoming stuck in that mismatch, becoming so focused on what you wish would be happening or not happening, as opposed to being present to what is in front of you. When we're not present, we kind of are run by those expectations, run by that autopilot of whatever conditioning, whatever past, whatever beliefs we have ingrained, that's running the show any moment that we aren't consciously here and consciously present. And in relationship in particular with anyone, with your spouse, with your partners, your coworkers, with yourself, when you're not rooted here in reality, which is the present moment, that's where that resentment grows. And it grows very quietly, very sneakily as you're just kind of off in this other spaceship or in this other world. And when I say that, if that doesn't make sense to you, you know, well, where am I all of the time? If you're conscious and present to the present moment, then you do have a deep understanding and awareness that the only thing happening is right here in this moment. So if I'm right here and present with Nicole right now, the only thing in my reality right now is here having this conversation with Nicole. My thoughts, my fears, my expectations, my needs, my unmet needs, none of that is present. Yeah, it's still here. It's still in my mind, in my subconscious, but it's not what's running the show here. I'm grounded in reality. When I'm here with Nicole, I can actually have a conversation with her and connect with her instead of in the back of my mind, you know, listing off all of these things that she didn't do or that she did wrong and all of the ways that she didn't meet my needs. Those are all expectations all day long. We have expectations of ourselves, of our animals, of our coworkers, our friends and our partners. So when we're talking again about presence and conscious awareness that is every single week, any episode we do, any topic we talk about, that is the beginning of any healing. It comes in conscious choice. So when you are able to peel back and begin to 
First, watch your thoughts. Just be present to what you're thinking, to what's happening in the moment. Then you can start to see throughout the day where all of these expectations are peppered into everything that we do. And this becomes really tricky because when that's alive for us unconsciously, subconsciously, we might be having an experience with someone who has no awareness that that's happening, yet we're getting increasingly resentful, mm-hmm. angry you know, at this person for not knowing that. And this is tricky because when we're talking about expectations, we have to understand where they come from. And in talking in contrast to the present moment and the conversation we're having, our expectations don't come from the present moment at all. They actually come from our past experiences, namely similar past experiences. So when we're in our bubble of expectation and having a moment in front of us that we're now missing, we're actually bringing the past and presenting that right into this moment in time, right? So the expectation I'm going to have, and I do see myself doing this subconsciously with say, Jenna, you often, right, is based in past expectations, usually past unmet needs. And what's happening, and this is why this is tricky in the moment now, not only am I not present, to what actually is here is available to receive what's here and available. I'm actually doing something. And I love when you, you offer this teaching. So I'm going to offer this to you all listening right now. You're actually limiting the other person and how they can show up. And the language you always use, Jen, and I think it's so beautiful is you're not holding space for the person to be an expanded version, to be a different version, to be a future Self. So even in those moments where we've had unmet expectations with our partners, or maybe our past cycles with this person in front of me are very similar to our past cycles, in this new moment, the greatest gift I can give someone that I love is the opportunity to show up in a new way. So all of this that's happening subconsciously for ourselves, not only is it impacting us, like we were talking about earlier with, now I feel frustrated, I feel resentful, I'm living in some past moment, we're actually impacting our loved ones. We're not giving them the space to be or do anything different. And if they were to be or do anything different, we don't have our focus on that because we're so stuck in the past. And the idea of making someone small is what I remember saying to Nicole when we first met is that as she's saying, your past is what's ruling the present. If you're not here and in conscious awareness, making conscious choice of what you're saying, how you're responding, then it is your past that is running the show because that's you, this perfect auto machine that is going to keep running, whether you're conscious or not. It's built up of all of those pathways, all of the beliefs, all of the conditioning, everything we knew until this point. That's what's running the show. So if we're letting that run the show, then we are casting and projecting outward, though you can't see them, all of these expectations for someone to show up exactly how they've always shown up. And I would assert that anyone listening here or watching is here likely because of your curiosity and your commitment to yourself or even a knowing or a ping that there is more for you out there. There is a grander greater experience that is one that you've chosen. Not to say that your life currently isn't magnificent. However, for so many of us on this conscious journey of creating and evolving, we do want to reach our highest self. We want to keep improving, if you say, or expanding and finding a life that is more and more aligned with us. That means constantly evolving, constantly changing. Who I am right in this second 
literally is not who I was a minute ago when I was speaking to you. So being hyper aware of that, I guess for us over here, it's like evolution boot camp because you have three women who are, we are very aware and very conscious to, to pushing each other, to pushing ourselves to growing and looking inward ourselves. Or an example from real life, I despise being micromanaged. I don't like being micromanaged. I don't like having someone over my shoulder. I don't like having someone tell me what to do, even if I was doing it anyways. That's that's why I do what I do. And we all, you know, create with each other and for ourselves. It works that way. So in those moments when micromanaging creeps into our relationship, especially when we all do business together and, you know, we've got a bunch of to-dos or we have deadlines and we want to make sure stuff's getting done. If Nicole comes to me and asks me about something that I've already said to her, you know, I've got this, it's covered, essentially step away from the project. Which she has. (laughs) I do this often and often Nicole will still come back, you know, sometimes a little timid, but, you know, checking in about it. And there have been moments where I've then gotten really frustrated and I watch where I expect her to do that. I expect Nicole to micromanage me. So now, even before she's done it this time around, I'm already getting upset and angry and resentful or even just putting that energy of that expectation when in reality, what I'm actually doing is really disempowering my view of Nicole and looking at Nicole as someone really small. Now, that's just a micro day-to-day example of this, but you can think your children, your partners, anyone in your world. If you are not looking at that person as someone with a completely open slate in front of them with all of the ability and possibility in the world that you also have to change and evolve and grow, then you're casting them in the past. You're creating an expectation that is sort of cemented where they don't have anywhere to go. There is no space for them to move or evolve and to grow. And then Because we've expected that of them, they then fulfill it. And then we grow even more resentful that they have fulfilled our unconscious expectation of them and not met our need of evolving and growing. So to just play a question out that I think some of you listeners might be having and to clarify, expectations are different than needs, right? Because I can hear some people, well, what do you mean? I, you know, I do expect or need my partners to be safe, not to be explosive, to show up in whatever way it is or isn't. And so again, needs are are different, right? So you can have a need that's expressed. I actually saw someone on Instagram, I'm forgetting who it was, um, and they posted a beautiful meme about how to express a need. So instead of saying, I need you, Jenna, to X, Y, or Z, right? A shift can be, I need X, Y, or Z, which gives Jenna then the opportunity, and this goes kind of piggybacking off a conversation we had last episode about support, this now allows the experience of Jenna in the room and her ability to meet that need, to choose to meet that need, or to not for whatever reason. So expectations are different than needs. We still might, as we self-discover, as we show up differently in our relationships, there might be certain needs that we want to express to another person, though giving them, again, the opportunity to show up in their presence, which sometimes might mean not choosing or not being able to meet that need. I was giggling when you shared that 
Instagram post. I'm sorry, we don't know who posted that of how to express that need because often, and I've never even told you this, Nicole, you sometimes will, instead of saying, oh, I need X, you'll say, I wish I had. Or if we're sitting on the couch, Nicole love say, my passive aggressive she'll, nature. Yes. She'll look at the water across the room or she'll <laughs> note something that's in the kitchen and she'll say, I wish I had my water. I wish I had that blanket over there. And sometimes they get annoyed. Sometimes they smirk and just kind of look at you outside of my eye. And I'm like, well, I don't have to go and meet this need. I will because I love you and I think it's cute. Though now I understand that you were also scrolling through and saw this post about <laughs> different ways to express meeting needs. Uh, so that is one. That is a passive aggressive one that Nicole throws out there. But it also, things like this don't have to be very stern and difficult. I share that because it makes me laugh and it is lighthearted. I would really suggest keeping that in mind as you're listening to these episodes, as we're doing the work to to be light with yourself, to be light with the people around you, because you are going to fumble. If you're in reality and you're actually here with conscious awareness, then you are going to hit those boulders. You are going to stumble. You're not going to soar from A to B in this mythical world. You're going to have the greatest gift of being here in reality where you actually have a say. You actually get to choose how things go for you and how you respond. And I think it's really important as we're talking about now acknowledging that expectation of others, having the expectation too that it is not someone else's role or responsibility to meet quite literally any of your expectations, which is why it's so helpful in that post that Nicole was talking about is so helpful in expressing different ways to meet your needs or not casting that need onto another and just making it a need in general. I need blank because each of those things, whatever it is that we need, whatever it is that we expect, we have to, if we want to succeed, expect that of ourselves first. And I know we hear that a lot and it gets kind of on repeat, honestly, but it is, that is another one of those things. That's, well, I can either pretend this giant boulder and rainstorm isn't here, or I can be realistic with myself, say, oh, it's here. Okay. I'm going to figure out how to work through it because I have an expectation of myself that I'm capable of that. I'm able to do that. And when we're understanding expectation, especially now, as we're talking about expectations of another it's really important to first just get clear on what your current expectations are of yourself. If you have a low expectation of what you are capable of and what you're able to create, then that's what you're going to fulfill on. And you're also going to fulfill meeting that expectation of others. If someone else is seeing you really small and doesn't expect something grand of you, if that pisses you off or that frustrates you, I would maybe look at do I expect myself to succeed? Do I actually have a cap on what I'm able to create? And first start working with understanding or just witnessing what your own expectations are of yourself. Then having that awareness of, oh, okay, those initial expectations of myself, they come from somewhere. You know, I never went to get a degree or pursue going to psychology or therapy like I had wanted to because I had an expectation 
that I wasn't capable. I wasn't able. I wasn't smart enough. That wasn't the route for me. And it was a really powerful moment for me to get really honest with the fact that I wasn't going or getting to where I wanted to because I never truly in the beginning expected myself to get there. I couldn't see it. I couldn't envision it. I never even saw myself as an adult. Now, introduced years of healing, years of really looking in the mirror, looking at all of these parts that I had kept hidden, I can reflect back now and start to see I really did start to meet myself. I started to create a relationship with myself. And in reflection, I don't think I've given myself enough credit at all. Even the other day, I started to think my immediate or subconscious pattern is to think, you know, oh, I'm insecure. I don't trust myself. I really have to work on trusting myself. And I had to think about this the other day and realize, oh my God, Jenna, I've trusted myself so much in that I have newly established expectations of myself and I expect myself to meet those expectations. It was only three or four years ago that I was walking around saying that I'm going to create a self-healing empire with Dr. Nicole. And Nicole had no idea who I even was, but I knew who I was and I knew and expected myself to get to the place that I was going because I expected myself to create it along the way. And if you're listening to that and you're like, oh, well, that sounds you know great. I can't just poof something into the air and then suddenly be there years later, though you actually can. If you have an expectation and an understanding and an awareness of yourself first, if you genuinely expect yourself to succeed, to get clear on where you're going, and then you take those actions every day and actually follow through, you have no other option but to end up at point B where you want to be without having skipped over all of the actual life in between. I love here, Jenna, how you're highlighting, you know, utilizing consciously using expectations to our own benefit, almost reframing them. Um, so kind of bringing this conversation full circle, right? Coming to conscious awareness of what are those expectations that are impacting us? And then over time, right, learning how to be with what is in myself. How am I able to show up in any given moment? And how to be with the external world, which include my relationships. And the more connected we are to our own presence and to what is available to us, the more then we can get clear on where we're going. And then we can begin to harness expectations in a more positive light, right? I can be two things at once. I can become aware and live in the presence of what's here now. And then, like I say, almost have a pivot point and a destination, an intention, a conscious awareness of where I want to go or who I want to evolve into or how I want to see my world change. And I believe that, you know, the reason why most of us are listening to these podcasts and are doing this work is to expand into that space, to learn how to hold space for what is and also to hold hope or vision or intention for where I'm going. So to kind of end this conversation or bring this conversation of expectations full circle, really it's with conscious awareness. And then like you very beautifully said, choice, using choice to then inform how we're showing up, not doing it all subconsciously, all reactively living in my past of expectations, but actually being grounded to what is here now and being grounded to what is here now allows me to then consciously choose what happens next. And the more in alignment I am with 
making a choice that moves me, moves that bar a little bit further toward where I want to go, then I'm I'm living in an empowered way. And for many of you listening, the reality of what is here now is the reality that we don't even know our own expectations. We've all lived lives in a society where we are continuously from the moment we enter school at age five or age three or four even to meet the expectations of others. So a lot of the time people don't know where to go or how to begin if there isn't a roadmap set in front of them. Now, it's not because that person doesn't have the knowledge or the answers. It's a lot of the time because that person doesn't understand how powerful they are, how many answers they do have. We've been trained in a society that someone else has that answer. Someone else wrote the roadmap. Someone else wrote the blueprint. When in reality, no one has written the roadmap or the blueprint for our own lives, that's actually up to us to do. And we so easily and so naturally and normally forget that it is us who has the ability to write and create our lives, but it's also us who has the responsibility to. There's no one out there waiting to do it for you. So as you're listening, as you're trying all of this on, as you're being curious about yourself, also be really gentle with yourself. You know, be ruthless, still keep yourself going, give yourself kind of that ruthless compassion in a way, but do be mindful, do celebrate your wins, do give yourself love because for most of us it's awkward being a grown up and suddenly feeling like a newborn i know when i first entered consciously healing or really doing the work and looking at what i never wanted to look at the best way i could describe it was being a grown adult learning how to put on a shoe for the first time or to tie my shoe for the first time and some of us as adults even deal with that but if you really sit in what that would actually be like it can be very confronting. It can be overwhelming. And all of those things can also just be reframed to it's new. Learning that we don't even know what our own expectations are is very new for many of us. So continue to give yourself love. And remember that if you're giving you love and you're dealing with this, then everyone to your left and your right is also going through the same human existence as you are. So extend that same love to those around you. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the Self Healer Soundboard. And for those of you who are watching on our YouTube, or if you're not, uh, we invite you to head to our YouTube channel and watch these videos as well as this turns into more of a set and more of an experience. It's also our quickest way to interact with you guys. So we'd love to hear from you too in the comments, what expectations do you have of yourself, of others, what's coming up for you as you're listening to this podcast and the conversation around expectations in general? Um, drop them in the comments below. We would love to hear from you guys and interact and continue the conversation. As always, we will be here with a new episode next Sunday and look forward to being with you then.